Welcome to the Dream Big Nation podcast. In this show, veteran recruiter, wealth mentor, and entrepreneur, Lisa Williams, will take you on a journey of exploration and discovery to learn what it takes to hire yourself. Are you ready to dream big and grow into the person you're meant to become? If so, you're in for a treat. And now, here is your host, Lisa Williams. Hello, friends, and welcome back to our Dream Big Nation podcast. I am so excited about this series that we have going. The topic as is all about how to choose your MLM as your wealth stream, as the, the seven wealth streams that we teach about. The focus of having a multi-level marketing or direct sales firm is always one of those cash flow quadrant equations. And my dear friend, Angela McKay is joining us today. Angela, hello, my dear. How are you? Hello. I'm great. Thank you. I'm so excited. We're finally having this conversation because we've talked about it for since we met each other, how important it is. But let me just share a few things about Angela. When I first met her, I was actually referred to her through another mutual friend. And we just immediately, I think that first time we talked, we like talked for an hour and we just had (laughs) so many things that we were in alignment around our faith, our family, our finances, when it comes to business building. And Angela, you have such an amazing story of once being kind of in corporate America for a minute and then becoming an entrepreneur in a bricks and mortar, but then really finding your, your real financial wellness in the world of network marketing. So take us through a little bit of your early journey and and where you are today. Sure. Well, I have been in network marketing for going on 13 years in January and found it by default of some amazing products, which I think is so common. But at the time I had been an entrepreneur. I've always loved business. I've always wanted to have the flexibility and control in my life that I feel entrepreneurship gives. And as a busy mom of seven, there was a season of my life where I was really craving flexibility. You can imagine, right? (laughs) And so it was by default of some great products that I stumbled across this little industry called network marketing. And I always say I was the naysayer at the beginning because I just didn't know what I didn't know. I thought I knew because you hear things, but I never looked at the industry. I had ran brick mortar boutique businesses. I was in the middle of changing a lot of diapers and I didn't think I had time for anything else. What But what I quickly found was this was a solution for me. It gave me flexibility and it gave me a business model that was just so powerful. I feel like it's the the most powerful business model in the market because it allows people to go in with very little overhead, going from a boutique business with a lot of overhead, little overhead. And so there's, there is little risk. Mm -hmm. but there's a really high upswing. And so when I saw that and I saw (laughs) in the season of our boutique business, it was during a recession. So kind of in the climate, like we are today, I empathize with those business owners where you're hoping people walk through the door and we were literally living transaction through transaction. And at one point that was very scary. Like, how am I going to take care of this big family of nine, take care of our employees and keep my dream alive. And so network marketing became the filler of that quickly because I was just sales minded. 
Mm-hmm. And fast forward today, here I am. I've been in two companies full time with my husband. And I just love this industry for so many reasons. Not only because it can be a financial solution, it can be a time solution, especially as a busy parent, but it also just allows you to kind of design a life that most people aren't even familiar with until they deep dive into it. (laughs) Sure. What was your bricks and mortar company that you had before? What kind of company was it? It was a boutique. So it was a beautiful boutique. And in a recession, I had everything no one wanted to buy. (laughs) It's all those lovely extra things that You probably had an awesome lead up to Christmas and then would go quiet for a little, even in the best of times, maybe. In the best of times, right. Fourth quarter was the the market, but in a recession and a market where everyone pulled back and I was a store of wants, not needs, not essentials. That's where we really started to feel the pressure. And so I remember just that toll and how that felt on my health. It affected my ability to be a mother in a, in a way I wanted to show up because I was distracted and, and I just wanted to find a better way. And I'm so blessed that I always said network marketing found me at the right time. And it's funny how it always seems to do that. (laughs) Who was it that introduced you to the concept? Was it a family member? My sister. Yes. Just through products. She knew I was so tired. I had a healthy diet soda habit. And so I was in that that moment, I was in a wellness business. And I think she was just concerned about my health because my stress level was here. I've got kids and diapers. I remember we had all these kids and everyone would think, are there multiples? And I said, no, we're overachievers. They each have their own birthday. (laughs) There's a million different diaper sizes and life was just crazy for a bit. Yeah. But what one thing that you said resonates with me because you were a business owner. So theoretically you had this freedom, but did you really, um, did you really now looking back, how much of what now made you realize, man, I really just own a job in a lot of ways. That's exactly what it was. I mean, we, we have this idea in our mind that we turn on the open sign and we get the American dream. Well, that dream quickly became kind of a nightmare because of the climate around us in the economy. And so that's a challenging position. And like, I think it's so, the story's so important because I can relate to the climate of today. I lived through that moment of not having anyone walk through my doors, trying to figure out how I was going to keep the doors open. And then more importantly, how are we going to put food on the table? And I kind of had to find a way to fill the gaps because yeah. there was only so much time in my day. A lot of times I commend the, the parents to go out and work two, three jobs. But when you're running a business, I didn't have an extra time block where I could work. And so direct sales became such a great place because you can work smarter and mm-hmm. time compress. And yeah. that's the real attraction of what this, this industry can do. So you kind of were introduced on the product side, developed your own customer experience in a sense, and simply started sharing it with others. That's where where it started. And then I remember you talking about like, you got this check and you realized like, (laughs) why am I getting this? Yes. I was so upset about, this is the funny thing. I was, that was when checks were being, I'm dating myself now. Like this is when they paid you by check right now. um, But I was very adamant about not building. Because I had a lot of ego at the time. 
Mm-hmm. Like I was an entrepreneur. I had my business, but my business was dying a slow death. But yet I didn't want to get involved into one of those things, not even really knowing what that meant. But I had a lot of pride and a lot of ego. Looking back, I, that's what kind of stopped me at first. And I literally said, I will try the product. I will not sell it. I was that person. So I get really excited when I meet those people because I'm like, oh, goodness. Yeah, I can relate to you. Get ready. You're going to be amazing. Right. <laughs> but right. I, I got a check in the mail for like $17, which at the time that was dinner one night, yeah. like probably a, a cup pizza or two or something. And I was like, why did I get this check? I thought I told them I didn't want to build a business. <laughs> and it just sounds so silly thinking about it now, but I couldn't stop thinking about how I earned something. And I didn't even really know what I did. And I thought, gosh, what if I really tried? What if I applied my skill set as an entrepreneur and salesperson and put some effort? Could this become the solution that bridges the gap that we had in our business? Mm-hmm. And it absolutely became that for us. Isn't it funny you say that? Because I'll mm-hmm. tell you, I'm a recruiter by trade. And for those of you that are watching this at a later time, Angela and I actually have a, a great webinar we taught together about recruiting into mm-hmm. our businesses. And so make a note to call me or text me or email me if you want a copy of that. But recruiting was something that was new to you as an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. but you were a marketer already. You mm-hmm. were did marketing for your company. You did enrolling, let's say, let's use a different mm-hmm. word for it, right? right. So what was it for you then that made that shift? You got this mailbox money and now you're like, okay, what if I actually really knew what I was doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, when, what was it really that promoted that success? Like how, why did you become so successful as quickly as you did? Well, I, I took a chance on it and I was broke and I got myself to Dallas Fort Worth to their convention, like Mm -hmm. within the next week. And I sat in this room with the most positive people I've ever been surrounded in. Like positive brainwashing, basically. Right. Exactly. And what at that point I was, I was hungry for something in my life. Right. And so you've got to obviously have the mindset to want to accept that into your life. But I was I was ready for something to change. I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. (laughs) And, Mm -hmm. and so I sat there and I saw stories and I, I was like, if these people can do this, I can do this. I I understand business enough. And so it wasn't like the recruitment never scared me. In fact, I lead with the business so strong. Sometimes I have to be careful. I'll have everyone too excited about the business and some just need the products, right? But it was about relationships. I've always had a heart to help people. I've always loved working with people. And so talking to people, you couldn't shut me up. Like anywhere I went, I I actually did it wrong for a while because I was so excited. I was just like fire hosing everyone with information, but I saw a solution and I knew that there were other people just like me out there struggling. And if I could help me, maybe I could help someone else. And that's always Mm -hmm. been my mindset is that servant leadership Mm -hmm. is to just think of it not as recruitment, but as extending that gift that was given to you and maybe it will help them. It's their job to open it. Well, and I've seen, you said something about big events. How important is it to go to big events? I think if if I'm bringing someone into the business and they're saying, I want to make an income, not I want to make a little play money, a little fun money on the side. 
I always say one, you need to go once to decide full, full to understand what it is. But more importantly, if you're in this for the business, I always say people, they go to a doctor, goes to medical school, a lawyer goes to law school, an entrepreneur goes to their company events. Yeah. Like it's a non-negotiable. And if someone's sitting there working with me and they're not signed up, I'll say the first problem is, is you've got to get invested in yourself. Get your booty you know? to the event. Absolutely. Get it to the yeah. event. And even it's interesting, like I found coming from my corporate world, we would have, we would have big events in corporate in sales all the time. Mm -hmm. But when you, it was more of an incentive trip, right? Mm -hmm. And not a true, like, Hey, we are going to train our brains to be better salespeople or be better wellness experts or be better, whatever it is. Right. So now not only do you get to go to these events, because that really is, in my opinion, you get to, it's such a privilege to, you know, they spend so much money on these events. They don't make anything on it. They do it for us, but then we also win trips when we get to go, we get to travel the world on the company's dime. I mean, what has that done for your family and your kids and your, well, it's, yeah, it's, well, we used to be the one, (laughs) the one trip a year to this, almost the same place. We were kind of in that cycle of this is what we can do. And this is what we expect. And when I get involved with my company now, I can't even tell you how many times I've traveled and we've even traveled. We, we had to get passports and we're doing, and before COVID we were doing international travel all as initiatives to working our business hard. And so for me, we're taking five-star trips and it's just allowed us to just dream bigger, to see things differently and to give our kids more of an experience than stuff. We want, we want them to have memories, not just material items. And so we're, we're big on traveling and kind of creating those spaces so that they can look back and say, Hey, I remember when we went here and we did this. And I think those are the priceless moments that they're going to look back and hopefully carry that little conversation onto our grandchildren someday and say, I remember this, and this is, this was really a cool experience. Have any of the kids tiptoed into the business yet? Are they old enough even? Yes. My two oldest ones, my oldest one is a market partner. And then my 22 year old just went with me to Atlanta to our company um, trip. And he sat there and he heard Ed Milet. Yes. Ed is going, Ed is actually hosting my events that I'm going to be on. Yeah. And my son was a football player. So he just really resonated with Ed's story and he got into the environment and mind you, it's, it's a female predominant, not there are men in the business, but there's a lot of women. And at first he's, he was so cute. He's like, I just thought it was just a bunch of older women that sold stuff. (laughs) <laughs> and he sees people his age and they're crushing it. And yeah. so he was on his phone talking to people too. And so, yeah, I think January I he's, I want, I, I said he was my travel companion. He's going to get some great mindset leadership kind of training that he can apply to anything. But I said, if you ever want to do it, it's, it's basically your decision. I don't want them to. And he came to me yeah. and said, I think I might want to. And I said, if and when you've got my full support. And so he's yeah. still talking and I just, I want it to be that way so that he's, you oh, know, 100%. excited about it. But I mean, in terms of the, one of my favorite things about this industry is the journey and the person along the person you're becoming. Mm-hmm. And the person that Ed teaches about where we're meant to 
be this certain person based on the gifts that we're blessed with. And so many people stop becoming that person. And so when they pass away and Ed purposely talks about, I want to meet my identical twin in heaven. Like I, I stepped into every single thing that I was meant to do with my life. And how many people do outside of the industry that have stopped growing? I think the majority of people have stopped. And I recall like when I got into my current company now, I was one of the first ones in. So we were on a launch team and the chairman said, what's your dream? And I couldn't answer that. Like I sat there for a minute, like, and looked around, there was 11 of us around this boardroom table. And I thought, no one has ever asked me that as an adult. And most like, people have, stop. Yes. Most people have never been asked that question. And no. definitely in corporate America, for sure. Yeah. So when you, when you start getting asked questions that aren't normal, you start to think differently. And I appreciate that he did ask me that because I would have never wanted to be that older version that didn't have an answer mm-hmm. because what am I, one, what am I living for? And two, what am I demonstrating for my children? Mm-hmm. And so now they, they, there was this moment and I think it was my, my third, my third boy Landon, and he had brought home a paper from school and it was about parents and they're kind of there perspective on it. It says, what does your mother do? And he had, she helps people. Oh, and I it like that. brought tears to my eyes because I yeah. thought if all that is what they get from this, I feel like I'm doing my job. I'm sending absolutely. a message. So. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I remember you talking about a little bit about how you were in one firm and you found tremendous success there. And then there was at some point something was triggering you to make a change. And what one of the questions I have that I've been intrigued about is I do find that people do move on occasion, even no matter how successful they've become. And what was it for you? And what do you find the biggest reasons that people do move companies? Yeah, I do think that attrition happens and people jump around. I think it's really when it's not, I think people think they're searching within the company, but I think it's when they truly find themselves. And so a lot of times people are hopping around and they're just not spending the right time and focus on themselves and figure out what they want and what matters. For Mm me, it was a feeling. Mm -hmm. It was a feeling. Although we had financial success and we had great people around us, it wasn't, there was something missing. Something missing. Yeah. And I remember it was, it, it, it was, this is eerie, but this is, a, this is how God works, right? I know you're a woman of faith and I was leaving the convention and I, my husband wasn't with me that year and I called and I stopped and I was leaving, coming out at Cowboy Stadium and I turned around and I had this weird feeling come over me and I called and I said, I don't know, like you leave those places. You're usually just like on fire and excited. And I said, I have this weird feeling like I'm something's about to happen. Like, I don't know if I'm going to be back. Mm-hmm. And five days later, I found my current company. Isn't that crazy? Did they find you or did you purposely find them? I found them by Facebook ads. I saw this little hair care company pop up and I thought I had never seen hair care exclusively. Yeah. And that's what caught my eye. I thought, Whoa, what's this? Cause yeah. when you're in the industry, you get to so I'm, I'm a woman and I dig in and I got to find some information. And what killed me is I couldn't find anything. So I, I just, it almost made, made me want to know more. 
And so I picked up the phone and they said, there's one other person in the company. I said, I had to think about it. Cause I did, I thought I was like, are they going to try to steal my credit card information? Like, is this legitimate? Right, right. And then I talked to the president of the company and they, they just kind of shared the vision of the company. And I just came in literally a two page comp plan sheet. I still was kind of trying to figure out no products, no samples, Lisa. I was selling hopes and dreams from the sideline of my son's football field. I love it. And, and I recruited a lot of people just on this is, I, it feels right. It's the feeling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, when I think back on my many years in recruiting, there's two main reasons people leave. And now I'm adding a third. So the first one, and this is leaving a job, but I mm-hmm. found interestingly, the same thing applies to this industry. It's either a leadership change that isn't in somehow alignment or it's a comp change, a compensation change. Those are the two main, but now I'm going to add feeling because I do think sometimes there's just like in corporate America, there's, there's a role that you may be in that you've out, mm-hmm. outgrown. And so it's time for a change. And so one of the things I want to just share before we wrap, I can't believe we're out of, almost out of time. The devil tried to keep this conversation from <laughs> my friends because we had the most major technical <laughs> challenges when we first got on. But I want you to share with our audience, if they're in a time of transition or they're successful, happy, but want more time and money freedom, maybe they want to add an income stream to their lives. What advice would you have for them if if network marketing, direct sales is an industry that they're considering? Yeah, I think it's one of the smartest industries to get involved with because it makes your money work for you. Not only do you add income streams, but so often I'll talk to, let's say the wife of a couple and there's, she's contemplating, do I get a job to add to the income or like how, and I say, well, if you look just from an earning standpoint, if you become a W-2 employee, there's only so much you can get. Yeah. When you employ yourself, when you hire yourself as a 1099 employee, I sit down and I show them the, the power of that, not only on yeah. the income that they already are bringing in, but how they can live and use, utilize their money to the maximum. And so business-wise, it makes them, it makes so much sense. Yeah, and, and I just get really fired up talking about that because when you see the power of not only the potential of earning multiple streams of income, but because you've hired yourself and you're a 1099 employee and you have those advantages under your belt. Oh my gosh, the write-offs alone. It's like, <laughs> it's a no brainer. You know? It's just, it's, it, I think every person in America needs a direct selling opportunity because it makes your money work better for you. You I need to agree. So I could go on, I could go on for hours about that. I know. You're, and really that's our goal in this is creating more awareness. Use discernment friends. So you put your thinking caps on. Does it make sense for me to continue to trade my time for money as a business owner, as a core employee, or does adding an income stream where you work with a lot of hands make sense? So I love it. 
I love you, my friend. I, you, I knew we were going to have fun. I wish we had more time, but no. friends, Angela, where can our audience find you? Where can people um, get to you if they're interested in learning more about you and your firm and all that good stuff? Yeah, you can find me on social media. It's Angela, middle initial K, McKay. And then my website is the same, Angela, middle initial K, McKay.com reach out, send me a voice note. If you have questions, I would love to help answer anything. And I love connecting and meeting new people. So thank you so much. I love your new website too. It looks awesome. Well, friends, we're so glad that you carved out some time with us as tune in next time. The series is bringing a lot of cool insight to this industry. So uh, friends, blessings to you in this amazing life journey, and we will see you soon. Bye Angela. Hey, Dream Big Nation community. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to learn more about working with Lisa and her team directly, go to lisawilliamsco.com and learn how to hire yourself.